Our official attorney, Lisa Lanier, is on the line. I just texted her. We're just loading her up with things today. Let's get to a story we weren't even planning until Dave brought it up a minute ago. And it's about this employee from a supermarket on the West Coast called Ralph's. This is in California. And somebody was in there not wearing a mask. And they asked him to leave because he was not wearing a mask, or at least to take a mask. And he got upset and he started ramming somebody else's buggy. And, uh, you know, buggy on buggy, buggy not on, buggy to human. I think right? it's buggy on buggy. And he was making a statement. You know, he was making a, a ruckus there. So the employee pepper sprayed him. And our question was I sort of get it if he is escalating things and it's turning to where he's ramming somebody with his buggy. But I'll go further and ask the question if you go into a Walmart or a Ralph supermarket or wherever it might be and they ask you to leave or put on a mask and you don't and you say I'm going shopping and you briskly walk past them and don't put on a mask and start shopping is an employee allowed to pepper spray you if you refuse to leave what are your thoughts on this Lisa so generally no the the use of pepper spray or mace by store security is usually reserved for situations of self-defense or defense of others so if it's once a shopper refuses to comply with the store's regulations, like wearing a mask, they become a trespasser, and the protocol is to call the police and have the police deal with it. But if the person is doing something that poses a risk to, like, ramming the buggy, now, if the person is walking up, you know, within six feet of people and, you know, spitting or breathing on them or something like that, then I think that changes things, mm-hmm. and that gives the security and you know a right to escalate it and detain them or you know i guess possibly even use something like mace on them but um if they're you know if they're just standing there or trying to shop but not necessarily going close to people or trying to harm anyone then they just become a trespasser and the police should be called uh-huh the better mm-hmm. way to go is to call the police and yeah. bring them in now, what yeah. percentage of security guards carry mace in stores i want to i think a lot of them do it's pretty do? Oh, you do? yeah well i don't know i think it's pretty i think it's pretty i think uh maybe it's not always the ones you see out you know obviously in the store but i think there are there are guards you know hiding and looking at cameras and stuff in these stores to a point that they can see every little thing mm-hmm. so i think that you know you're if you're doing something dangerous you're quite likely to get maced uh-huh. times have changed since paul blart was uh, roaming the aisles of that yeah. mall in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. He would come forward and lean forward, and he'd turn his left shoulder toward you with his left forearm out, with his right arm reached back, giving you the illusion that he had a weapon when all he had was a radio. Right. He really didn't have it. Right. That's right. Well, you're right. <laughs> Things have really ratcheted up over the yeah. last 15 or 20 years. What if that little old lady that checks your seat at the big box store on Saturday, I wonder if she's got one, Kelly, got some nice one. She's oh. It's possible. <laughs> don't be deceived by her. That's very possible. And now they're well. Now they're behind plexiglass. Oh, really? Yeah. So I could just really just breeze on out without her checking my my uh, receipt if I wanted to. Yeah, just spit on the glass and leave. <laughs> <laughs> just go full hardo. Receipt. <laughs> See you next week. Check that receipt. There's my receipt. <laughs> Yo bag. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna get some gas. <laughs> Here's the uh, next question, and this is just born out of today's program as well. We have a woman in a park, public park. It was fairly crowded. She went up to a young girl, probably 19 to 21 years old, and this young lady was shooting a TikTok video, and she was wearing a bikini. And Biggie's described the bikini as being made of dental floss because <laughs> it is so so revealing. I mean, her butt cheeks are out. So this is the uh, middle-aged woman that goes up to her. And talk to her. Yeah, those are my boys. They're staring at your ass, which is hanging out in the middle of a public place. 
Do you need a pair of shorts? Because I have an extra pair. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, get your ass covered. That's what I mean. Okay. Thank you. I don't need my but boys. Is there a rule that say that? Yeah, you, yeah, there is. It's called nudity. You can't be nude on the beach like this. This is a public place. Couldn't make out what she said at the end. I couldn't either. Not like she said you're an a-hole, but I don't I believe it. I thought I heard that, too. I don't think that's right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Hard to say. Listen, I was on, they're calling this woman a Karen, but I was on her side because I thought the woman, the young girl, was revealing too much. I mean, you saw all of her butt, but I believe it's legal for I her. I picture. Yeah, you've seen it. Okay. I think yeah. it's probably legal for her to wear that, though, isn't it, by the letter of the law? It is there. This, you know, this is something thongs have been around a long time. So beaches and lakefront communities have had to deal with this the issue many, many times over. And the general rule of thumb in the majority of jurisdictions is as long as the anal orifice is not shown, as long as it. Hold on, Dave's writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> Although when you said orifice, you took the fun out of it, Lisa. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Calm down, Dave. <laughs> That's not what we call it at my house, but all right. So as long as the anal orifice is covered. It's my favorite band. <laughs> it, is not, it is not considered indecent exposure. And, and a thong, even a very small thong, generally covers the anal orifice. So she's okay. Wow. <laughs> well, that's all this one covered. I'll tell you that. It looks like whole butt, but it's not butthole. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's how the law should be written. Maybe it is. It doesn't cover whole butt. Yeah. Doesn't have to cover your whole butt, but it's got to cover your butthole. That's how the your law. Butthole, right. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, goodness. I had this story earlier in the week, Lisa. An American Airlines passenger said a flight attendant named Thor grabbed her arm and shook her for taking an extra blanket during a flight to uh, Dallas from Miami. This happened a couple of years ago when more and more people were flying. Uh, the woman's name is Natalie Sorensen. And she says, she's now filed a lawsuit against American Airlines. She said that he shook her and said, I know you stole this blanket. And then eventually said, this is my airplane. I am the head flight attendant and I can touch whoever I want. After she was crying and saying, you can't touch me. And her fiance said, this is exactly how it happened. And he was a witness to it. So now she's suing here. It seems like this is an open and shut case. Is is it possible this flight attendant has somebody on his side? What do you know about this story, Lisa? Yeah, um, it is actually an interesting twist to think that, you know, because you think flight attendant can't put hands on you and shake you to wake you up because she was apparently sleeping rather soundly in first class. And she had taken not only her blanket, but an extra blanket. And the flight attendant was upset about this. But interestingly, in the wake of 9-11, federal laws changed quite a bit governing flights. And it actually empowers these flight attendants and any member of the crew to have really broad powers to regulate what goes on during flights. And it's actually a federal crime to refuse the orders of any member of the crew, including the flight attendants. So you have to really, you know, kind of watch out with you if you don't follow their rules. And apparently this woman did take an extra blanket. And then um, she apparently took a blanket with her, you know, put it in her bag and took it off the plane, which is by the letter of the law, a theft. And this flight attendant had police waiting for her when she got off the off the plane to charge her with the theft for that blanket. 
So he wins. Thor was right. It is yeah. Thor's plane, and he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> exactly. Uh, got the, federal, the power of the federal law behind him. That's I'm right. shocked. Huh. I thought he was overstepping his bounds. Yeah. He could wake her up like that, shake her. Before she got there. Yeah. 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 And, and say, you've taken an extra blanket. I thought huh. those blankets were just for anybody. They were willy-nilly. But I guess not. No, So and here's, here's an interesting thing uh, the, with, with regard to the blankets. So that is up to each individual airline. Only Delta right now gives away the blanket, and they tell you just keep the blanket. But American actually recycles those blankets. They do not want you to take them. And they've even recently issued some, and this may be why Thor was kind of being extra vigilant about this. They've internally released memos to the flight attendants saying, look, we're losing all kinds of money because we're putting out these nice blankets. Make sure these people don't take them. Hmm. So they really oh, emphasize that. Interesting. If I was an airline, I would recycle the blankets too. But Dave's making a face. I don't, you know, recycle. Do you know what that means? Refold. They yeah. don't. They don't wash them. Do yeah, they? right. I would yeah. make. Sure they've got to be really well cleaned. I, 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 I wouldn't would, want them. I wouldn't either, unless they were in plastic. I would never use them unless I was well, they're, sick. They're sick, always sick. almost always rewrapped in plastic. Yeah, yeah. but they're not rewashed. Yeah, they them and, and rewrap them in plastic. I would think they would wash them. I hope so. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. Dave's, Where's the washing machine? In the back. It's in the cockpit. Oh, is that what's up there? <laughs> you saw your plane. It's, 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 uh, oh, that's right. It is right in the middle, right between the pilot and co-pilot. <laughs> and he turns it, it up. Side by side. It's, it's, no, it's, you've got to go stack Peter Graves is doing a load. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this story is also about an airplane. Uh, the mayor of a town in Connecticut, Bridgeport, is suing Delta Airlines because he, he says, his name is Joe Gannam, he was sitting in a seat on a Delta flight November of 2018 when he was bitten by a dog that was with a boarding passenger. Dog got loose. He got a dog bite that he says was serious, painful, and caused permanent injuries to his lower left leg. He had to go through a series of rabies shots as well because the airline wouldn't or didn't provide details on the dog's medical history. So he says, Delta failed to safeguard me from unwarranted harm by allowing this dog that was neither crated crated nor muzzled to come onto the plane and bite me in the leg. I think he's got a great case on this, not against the dog's owner, but against Delta. Is that right, Lisa? Yeah, I think so. In this case, this has become quite a problem as people have started bringing all kinds of animals that are deemed service animals onto planes. And there have been new regulations that have empowered airlines to be more strict about what can come on the plane. And it can't be, you know, like all these exotic animals. It has to be, I think it's mostly restricted to dogs now. And with a few exceptions, ponies for some reason, but um, little miniature ponies. But um, what they're allowing is for the airlines to be, number one, more strict about it, to require that they be caged, kenneled, or somehow restrained, and that these folks have to show immunizations and shots and everything up to date on the animal, as well as training, that the animal has completed the necessary training. And in apparently this case, Delta didn't do any of that. So mm. I think they've got a problem. Yeah, I think he's going to win that. I don't think I've ever seen a muzzled yeah. animal on an airplane. Me neither. They're always little dogs. Mm. They're almost always little. Yeah. And they yeah. don't. And it, but, but like the service dog, like an actual service dog for someone who's visually impaired, I don't think they're muzzled either. I don't either. No, they're not. Uh-uh. Uh, and that, yeah. that, so I think he wins easily. What about the money here? How much money's going to get on this? Do you have any idea? Just pay for the medical stuff? Well, no, I think he'll get, you know, it's pain and suffering, permanent, any kind of scarring, permanent physical injury, that kind of thing. It depends on how bad it was. Some of these bites are actually really bad. There was a guy on a flight, I want to say to Texas, not long ago, and a service, a military guy that had one of these, like, PTSD German Shepherds. The dog was a huge dog, and it ended up 
lurching at this passenger in the uh, in the seat next to him and to, like tore his face off. I mean, oh, some of these are terrible. Good gracious. Terrible injuries. Here's a really bad. Yeah. Stop the bleeding. Give me that blanket. I can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Has that been You've wrong? already got one. You, are, uh, you only get one. <laughs> only one blanket per <laughs> customer. Ask four. <laughs> I need to make a tourniquet. Does anybody have a blanket? No. No. <laughs> they don't. 